BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This podcast has content that may not be appropriate for all audiences. You'll hear about some difficult subjects like drug abuse, domestic violence, suicidal thoughts, and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 2, The Hustler. I think most people would agree that I'm a hustler. I work hard, I try to always look put together, and I appreciate the finer things in life. But like a lot of other hustlers, I wasn't born. I was made. And sure, my mom had an influence on me growing up, but I really take after my grandma. Picture this. It's the 1970s. Cruising through the palm-lined streets of San Diego is an elegant 40-something woman with voluminous short gold hair, like Blanche Devereaux a la Golden Girls. It's perfectly done, as it always is. But from the rearview mirror of her brown, classic Chevy Caprice, you can see she's wearing sunglasses like a movie star. She's always on the move, driving from her suburban home in Del Sol to meetings with business associates, mostly men, in dimly lit bars and steakhouses. She's intimidating, cold to many, but to me, all love and affection. I relied on Mamilicha for everything, while my mom was in her addiction, Mamilicha provided me with stability. I'd go along with her on business. She showed me how to dress, how to act. I saw how she ran our family and her business. But one day, she was arrested. And her picture ended up on the front page of the San Diego Union Tribune. Even after this, she was still my role model. I respected that she came from nothing to be the breadwinner for our family. And again, she always gave me the love and care I needed. I missed her dearly. But for my mom, it was more complicated. My mom and her mom loved each other fiercely. But Mamelicha was controlling. And this wasn't the first time she was arrested. It had happened before, when my mom was just a kid. So this episode is about women across generations and how we shape each other. It's about my mom and her mom, Mamilicha. 
the matriarch, the original hustler. I'm Emmy, and this is Crumbs. It's a show about the things we settle for and the bits of ourselves that make us who we are. What I know about my mom's life is that she grew up in San Diego, just like me. But unlike me, she's still there. She lives just a few miles down the road from where she grew up. Her family lived in Del Sol, right by the border with Mexico. I think the first years of my life, I think we were kind of poor. I don't know exactly when Mami Licha started working, but um, I, maybe I was around six or seven. But I always remember having everything. When did you realize, when you see Mami Licha started working, when did you realize what she did for a living? Probably the time when the DEA agents showed up. We were at the house and... I was in my room watching TV. My mom and dad were in the bedroom with the door closed. And we had two beautiful German Shepherd Huskies in the backyard. Our house was all fenced around. And um, someone came and knocked at the door. I went to answer the door and um, there were some guys from the gas and electric company with a clipboard and asked, is your mom or dad home? And I said, yeah, I closed the door and I went inside to call them. I went to the room, I opened the door and my mom shoved something under the bed and looked at me startled and said, what did I tell you about opening the door without knocking? And I said, well, there's someone at the door for you. And I closed the door. I went back to my room, but by this time my dogs were barking a lot. So I looked out the door, the side kitchen door, and I see the dogs scratching at our fence. And so I go in the backyard to to see what they're barking at. I climb over the fence and I see our house is surrounded by men with guns, like literally all lined up on the fence. And so I screamed and then they start jumping the fence over, running into our house. By now I'm running into the house, running towards my parents' room. And one of them grabbed me in the hallway and that's when My dad walked out of the room and he sees this man holding me. And so my dad attacks the man and they're fighting. And now there's these two men attacking him. And at some point, I saw some pictures on the table of drugs and um, they were arrested. And then I had to go to court. For me, the experience of having to go testify in a courtroom at the age of maybe 10 years old on behalf of my parents after the federal agents bursted into our house, after I found out for the first time that my parents worked for a Mexican drug cartel, and having it drilled into my head by the attorneys and my parents that I was the deciding factor whether they went to prison or not. It was like a huge responsibility on my shoulders. It was scary. And so I'm in front of all these people in suits in a courtroom. I just can't believe they asked that of a child. Were you scared? 
my asthma also played a big factor because there was an asthma attack that I got out of, you know, how scared I was. I guess I did very well because they didn't go to prison. I didn't have to go move out or anything, so. So they stayed out of prison and you got to stay with them. I know you think of it as a good thing, of course, but what kind of home was it? My mom was very overbearing and my dad and her had a very abusive relationship. My father was an alcoholic and my mom was very controlling. My sisters were much older, so I pretty much grew up by myself. I was very spoiled. I had everything that a kid could need or want. Except my parents, they were gone a lot, you know. I had to get some shots on my arms every Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they would give me a shot on each arm for the for the asthma, right, the allergies. And I would kick and scream. I hated needles. I hated these shots. So my dad came up with this idea that if I'll pay you $1 for every shot that you let them give you, I lost my fear for needles. How ironic. Yeah. But you told me your dad wasn't always around, right? When my parents got arrested this time, a lot of other things started making sense in my head. Like the time that my dad was gone for a, a while. We would go visit him on weekends. And um, him and all the other men that were there wore the same uniform. And I was told that Papa Beto was working there building airplanes or making the seats for the planes is what I was told. And so we would go visit him. I was so proud of my dad because he was building airplanes. He was making the seats for these airplanes. And I remember now as an adult, because I've been in the federal system myself, I know that every year they have what's called Children's Day in the federal prisons. We were able to walk around the prison. And I remember looking in every building that we walked by and looking into the windows, looking for his room. I wanted to see, well, where's your room? Where's your room? And I saw this weird looking room with some metal bunk beds and like, that can't be my dad's room. Um, so I just ignored it. Hearing the stories we tell ourselves when we were little, it's cute. I would also make up stories for where you were. I'd be like, oh, my mom's in the military. That's why she's not here. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? 
With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express Card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express Card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So this is a story that's been repeating across generations of kids dealing with adult shit and needing to grow up really fast. So I want to jump back in time a little bit to talk about Mamilicha. Because she's the beginning of it all, in a way. She had a crazy life. She always took pride in telling me how she started working at a young age. And she was always the hustler, right? Like she was always trying to find the next whatever. Since she was little, growing up in Ocotlan, Jalisco, a small town on the outskirts of Guadalajara in Mexico. Mamilicha had a very hard life. I believe she was four years old when her father died. He was a soldier in the war. So her mom had to work selling food at the market. And Mamilicha took on the role of caring for her younger siblings. And there were times when she was hungry, when her siblings were hungry, and Mamilicha went out and did what she had to to feed these boys while her mother was off at work. Whatever job she had to do to help her mother to put food on the table for these boys. And it wasn't until just a few years before she passed away that I found out that her mother, my grandmother, was in another relationship after her husband died. I don't know for how long or how serious this relationship was. I just know that this man is the one that sexually abused Mami Licha when she was about 12 or 13. She gave birth when she was 13 to her first child. And she was so naive at the time that she knew she was pregnant because people would tell her that she was pregnant, but she had no idea what giving birth was. And so when she went in labor, she just was in a lot of pain, but she didn't know that there was a baby coming until she went and told a neighbor and the neighbor said, no, you, you don't have an upset stomach. You're having a baby. After she had the baby, I'm assuming she had to work to provide for this baby and herself and by then her two younger brothers you know you just have to kind of imagine 
these three kids are home alone every day while the mom is off working. Uh, maybe a year later or so, she met this man. I don't know how they met, but um, this man and her fell in love. And so Mommy Licha moves in with this man who is sort of wealthy, good-looking, the only child. He lives at home with his parents. He turns her into a, a refined lady. She starts wearing nice clothes and, and going to nice, fancy restaurants, and she fell in love with that life very quick. And she gave this man six daughters... But like I said, they lived with his parents, and so his mother called the shots in that house. So this lady decided on everything from what would be served from dinner as to what schools these girls would go to, everything. To this day, my sisters, when they talk about their mom, they're referring to their grandma. She was not in control. She, you know, they weren't completely hers. And I just thought about that, how I felt like an outcast when it came to our relationship. You and I, my mother and I, well, she had gone through the same thing, you know? So maybe it was just a pattern that maybe that's all she knew. That makes sense. Her mother-in-law took over, so she did the same to you. So mommy's just with this guy. She was happy. She was in love with this man and she wasn't poor anymore and she was learning all these things. But at the same time, she was she was unhappy because she didn't have him completely. He was, you know, he he was a very good looking man and he was he would go out a lot, you know, and I'm guessing she finally got fed up after six kids and, you know, followed him one day and discovered that he had a, a second family. And so she was so hurt when she found out about this man's betrayal. And she packed up her stuff and left, leaving her six, seven daughters behind. And she got on a bus and went to the border. She stayed there with some relatives until she found ways to come to the United States. I know it was very hard for her to make the decision to leave her daughters and come start a new life in the U.S. But, you know, she wanted a better life. She wanted a better quality of life. And the U.S. seemed promising. I think that deep down she was already a strong woman and, and she was not going to settle for those crumbs, you know, that everyone had given her up to until that day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, 
our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations. Como la playa que viste en ese show or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So she makes it to the U.S. And then a cousin of hers and her went to Los Angeles. They lived in East L.A., It was like in the early 60s and they had these big old hairdos. Mami Licha had two jobs. She would get out of one job. She worked at this laundry place and went to another one. And I remember that she lived with her cousin, my aunt. They had a roommate, some other lady. And they told my mom, you work too much. Let's go out this, this weekend. You know, and my mom was like, don't know. Her thing was to save up money to someday have enough to bring her daughters home with her. That's what her goals were. But of course, I mean, she was young and she worked a lot, so she deserved to go out, you know. And so she started going out with them. They went to to a bar. They're at a table and, um, you know, there's music playing. And there's these two men in the background. They keep looking their way. So my aunt tells my mom, I believe that guy's looking at you. He's checking you out, you know? And she's like, oh, I'm not interested. I'm not here for that, you know? Now, her story is she wasn't interested in talking to him at the beginning, but he just wouldn't go away. So my mom was like, he just started showing up all the time and then started offering me rights, you know, like I could pick you up from work, you know, and take you to your other job. And I'm assuming my dad started, you know, being really sweet to her or whatever, because she eventually she gave in and she started, you know, getting feelings for him as well. I can totally see her being cold and standoffish before falling in love. So they got married quickly and then they had you? I was born in East L.A., and I guess they lived there for a year or two. But by now, Mami Licha's mom is in Tijuana. She moved down to Tijuana, and she's older, and she's sick. And so I guess every weekend they were driving over there to visit. 
And at some point they made the decision to just move down to San Diego so they could be close to the border and be close to her mom so they could take care of her. And that's when my memories come in. I would describe my parents' relationship as very toxic. My first memories, one dark night in San Diego, there was a storm. I believe there was lightning, like something from a movie, kind of. And my parents were fighting. I remember my dad broke a window. I was really scared. And yet they needed each other. Years later, they went through this whole divorce process with attorneys and the court and splitting properties and whole ordeal. But then they still saw each other every day. They couldn't be without each other. That makes sense, too, because it's like, it's all they know. They both had rough childhoods with abuse, lots of hardships. So I'm not excusing it, but it makes sense that they weren't a healthy couple because that's all they had seen as examples. It's like a generational thing. And, you know, she has a child at the age of 13. You have a child at the age of 14. You're forced to grow up very fast even before that. Because like, let's be real. When my mamudicha and papaveto got arrested that time that, you know, the story you told us about them raiding the house, you had to grow up really fast. Like usually people, like kids at that age, aren't exposed to something so significant. My life was like that too. One thing after another, hers was the same. And now you're living all that. I have built up an armor, you know. This bleeds into like every area of my life. My work relationships, my romantic relationships, like I always, I'm very guarded in in things involving feelings. I also feel that my Milicha was very much like that, right? She was. And so I think I, I, I must have learned it from her. You fell right into what she always tried to do with me, you know? And your strings are a part of that. With me, I I remember her telling me over and over, stop showing your weakness. You're not weak, you know? And that's just who I was. And and with you, it it just came easy. You know, I don't mind learning those defense mechanisms from Amelicha. I think you feel pride. There is a sense of pride because regardless of what Mamudicha did or how she lived, like, I am so proud of her for being the strong woman that she was. And if I'm anything like her, well, that's just like a huge honor to me. She was the most important person in my life. And yet I felt I couldn't breathe when I was around her. She was such a strong woman. She was so compassionate. But she was one to fear also. Like, I knew a lot of her deepest, dark secrets. I knew who she could be. I can't say no that I was afraid of her. I wasn't afraid of her. I just didn't. I just didn't like who I was when I was around her. And yet I wanted to be around her all the time. Mothers and daughters, it's always a complicated relationship 
It's wild to hear about the parallels in my mom's life with my own. How we were both exposed to drugs, to prison, to violence at such a young age. How we both tried to make sense of this adult world as kids. And the stories we told ourselves to cope. It's also crazy how we can trace directly the ways in which our families and our past shape us. Mamilicha's life was a lot like mine. She had to provide for her siblings at a young age. She faced heartbreak early on. So as an adult, she craved one thing, control. She wanted to call the shots. She was the boss. She ran her own business. And she ran our lives too, especially when she felt we couldn't. And I'm a lot like that too. It's how I show up for the people in my life. But my mom is different. She didn't care about the material stuff as much. And she didn't crave control. She craved warmth. She just wanted her mom's affection. So she went looking for it somewhere else. I think it's fair to say that she found it with my dad. But Mamilicha never cared for him. As always, she had her hand in things. So she played a big role not just in them getting married, but in their divorce too. Next time on Crumbs... Mami Licha thought that by me getting divorced, she was going to have full control of me again, but she didn't know about the heroin. It's really sad to hear that story. I think because of how heroin affected my life. Hey listeners, there's a lot of difficult subjects that we cover in this show. If you're someone you know needs help, you can reach the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration hotline at 1-800-662-4357. They'll connect you with information and resources on treatment. There's also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Both are available 24-7. You don't have to be in crisis to reach out either. They're available for anyone who needs help. Crumbs is a Sonoro production in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Network and Trojan Horse. It's produced by Hannah Bottom and edited by Margaret Catcher, Rodrigo Crespo, and Alex Humero with support from Elizabeth Schutzel. Original music by D. Peter Schmidt. And engineering by Carlos Magaña and Manuel Parra. Studio recording by JTB Recording and Podcasting Studio. Executive produced by Connell Byrne and Giselle Vances for iHeart, Alex Fumero and Margaret Catcher for Trojan Horse, Camila Victoriano and Joshua Weinstein for Sonoro, and me, Emmy Olea. Special thanks to Mariana Coronel Aguirre, and of course, my mom, Hilda Gamboa. Listen to Crumbs on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocócica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria 
que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.